0: This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. What a great string of guests we have had on the PR Podcast these last couple of weeks. I want to send a big thank you to all the folks who have taken time out of their day to come on the show and to share their experience and their knowledge with us, bring their insights to our audience. So please go back and check out some of those episodes, including ones with Molly McPherson on crisis communications, with Tim Shell, the news director for WCBS Radio in New York, with Tom. Tanya McKenzie out of California on doing public relations for law enforcement and public officials and with Jen McGinley who talked with us about nonprofit PR uh, they're all worthwhile uh, listens uh, so please go check them out uh, and then uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you're not already subscribed um, we also want you to make yourself a guest you know we say it week in and week out 52 shows a year. One a week, 52 a year, that's 52 new guests. We want you to be one of them. If you work in PR, if you work in news, if you have thoughts on how the news business gets made and gets done, uh, we wanna talk to you. You've got some insights, you've got some expertise. We want you to share that with our audience. So get in touch with us, uh, send a message or an email to us through any of our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've also got the YouTube channel rocking. Uh, Wanna get some original content on that YouTube YouTube channel, but do reach out. Make yourself a guest on the PR podcast. It's a piece of cake. We need a new guest every week. We want you to be one of them. This week, we're headed back to the Reddit public relations page for some thought-provoking questions around public relations. We've picked out some fun questions again this week, so let's get right into it. All right, question number one is around media databases. And this person writes, let's get the the question up here. Uh, This is from lubcoms. uh, And this person writes, I'm a consultant working with a nonprofit. We used Cision for a couple of years and Meltwater before that. Hey, guess what? Me too. Uh, Wondering if anyone has experience using a service called Propel. I haven't heard of that one. I don't know if anyone else has. Um, price is a factor. Just looking for the media database, not monitoring tools, appreciate any guidance. Well, without getting into any of the comments, I'll give you my response here. Um, I think uh, if you are doing any kind of work for any kind of a serious client, you need a media database. Um, you cer- it certainly doesn't replace rolling up your sleeves and creating relationships with reporters uh, and getting to know them on a, on a you know, first name and an email basis. Um, but sometimes you need to do some research. Sometimes you need to step out of that local comfort zone that you might have, whether that's in a big market uh, like I work in in New York City, uh, the New York City area, uh, or anywhere else. Um, if, if you're trying to reach out of your local comfort zone, you need a media database. Um, those can get expensive. They can get very expensive. Um, and so you don't want to throw away money at the same time. You need to decide what you're going to invest in. Um, I would say that if you are working at any kind of a company or serious organization, a media database should be the number one thing you pay for every single year, right after salaries and health benefits. Um, If you can't afford a media database, you need to create one of your own and that boils down to a good old Google spreadsheet and then you've just got to dedicate some time every single week to care and feed for that list. Um, I typically set up lists based on, uh, not on geography, but on the clients that I'm working with and sort of the subject matter that they're covering. Uh, and so I will dive in and I'll create a real wide net kind of a list, which I will then go through meticulously line by line and narrow down. Um, I will sometimes, and this may be a bad practice, but I've done it in the past. If I'm, if I'm working in a new area, I will cast out a wider net with a more general news release. I'll send it to sort of blind send it to people just to see if the, it makes sense for them or not. Um, more times than not, you're, you're throwing it into the void. You're throwing that news release into the void and people aren't emailing you back saying, take me off your list. Although sometimes some people will and you need to respect that. And that helps you, that helps you refine your list. So media database, absolutely. Find the one that works for you. Um, and if you can't afford a media database, create your own at home. Uh, but l- short story, you need one. So go get one. <laughs> All right. Question number two here: How to stand out in the entertainment PR realm? This question comes from Baboon Booty. A <laughs> good name there. Uh, as a graduating senior, I'm wor- you might wanna change that screen name by the way, you're a graduating senior. Get a more professional screen name, okay, please. Um, as a graduating senior, I'm worried about standing out as I attempt to enter the entertainment PR world. I'm a small town girl, cue the journey music. Um, and there's not a huge market in my city. My goal is to move on after graduation to pursue this if I can secure employment. How can I beef up my resume and portfolio enough to set myself apart? Well, if you're a senior, and you've had good uh, guidance from your professors up to now, you've already been doing things to beef up your resume. You've already had some internships. You've been writing a blog. You've been uh, you've been writing sample press releases and things like that. And you have been volunteering in your local community to do um, work for pseudo entertainment clients or just any clients really. might need some public relations help you should already have that covered if you're a graduating senior you should have spent the last year two years doing that in addition to your studies Um, your your resume and your experience should be beefed up already Um, so assuming it's not how do you make yourself stand out Um, i think having a very professional set of social media channels will help tremendously Um, when we're talking about entertainment which is really not my bag um, I would think that your Instagram channel, uh, your Instagram feed, and your maybe your TikTok. Um, do people use Snapchat anymore? I don't know. Um, those, as opposed to Facebook and Twitter is all I'm trying to say, should really be beefed up. I would even recommend creating your own YouTube channel. Even if you don't have a lot of content on there, you can create one piece of video, and that's your video resume that video resume can also go on your linkedin and you should be caring and feeding for your linkedin as well um posting regular content on there more professional content obviously uh, but really beefing that up too because what you want to do is treat a potential reporter kind of the way that uh, we pr people treat um the reporters that we're trying to get to Uh, and i just had this conversation with a client and i do this with every client um you know, when you're trying to reach for that aspirational hit, so in my case, we're trying to get into a national you know, publication or TV, TV hit, um, you're trying to get the big job in the big city, right? But it's the same kind of concept. Um, you can't go for that big thing right away, right? No one's going to hire you. When, when we pitch a big story um, to a big outlet about an unknown company, the first thing that that big reporter does at that big outlet is Google. And if nothing comes up, um, or if negative stuff comes up, they don't do the story. Well, maybe if negative stuff comes up, they might do the story. Uh, but point being, same thing with your resume, same thing with what you're trying to do with getting a job. Um, beef up your channels. You know, It's not just about your resume more. It's about your public profiles, about who you are out there. So Um, get all that stuff together and boy if you haven't volunteered in your local community uh, trying to help a a local I don't know what it is restaurant boutique we're talking about entertainment PR again here um, you know maybe a local singer maybe a band uh, maybe an entertainment venue something like that anything um, go do some pro bono PR real fast um, and and make that part of your package make that part of your media kit that you're sending out to prospective employers and good luck all right, question number three. Uh, has anyone had luck with submitting a pitch or release to the Associated Press? Uh, talk about big outlets, right? Um, so uh, this is uh, Pickles Are Life. Boy, that sounds familiar. Did we, ask, did we answer a question from Pickles Are Life uh, in the past on the, on the podcast? I think we have. In any case, specifically targeting a local bureau, Uh, Wondering if anyone has had luck with pitches to target AP journalists or sending releases to their general email. Thank you. Okay. Everybody who works in PR just heard the phrase general email and went, ugh, right? (laughs) You don't send something only to the general email. You can send it info at or news at or whatever, and that's fine. But you really should be sending it to a live beating heart human being. Um, you know, Jody Fisher at AP.com. That's not a real email, email address, but you know what I mean. Um, and, and you get that by calling the bureau. Um, I have generally found that AP, the people who are picking up the phone at Associated Press bureaus are generally some of the most helpful people out there, um, far more than some of the, let's call them younger folks jockeying the desk at your local TV station who sometimes think that their job is to you know, throw up walls between you and their editor. Um, which is which is a totally wrong approach to be taking, um, especially when someone like a professional PR person calls up. When you get the loony bin calling up, different story. Um, but back to this question, specifically targeting a local AP, AP bureau. I mean, most of them are local AP bureaus, um, I guess maybe as opposed to something that's in a major city that's covering a particular beat, uh, but I digress. Call them. Just call them. They're out there. I mean, it, you can literally Google AP, Associated Press phone numbers, local bureaus, or insert the name of the city, right? You'll come up with an actual phone number. You will, you do it right now. Um, You call that number and you keep calling until you get to the newsroom you need to get to. I had an experience one time where I was actually calling to try to find a reporter, I think it was in Alaska. And I called the Alaska Bureau and they referred me, I'm trying to remember how this went, but somehow I ended up in Las Vegas. And the guy I'm talking to in Las Vegas couldn't have been nicer, right? He gave me, oh, well, that, oh, he, well, he's on vacation or he went on assignment and he's going to be away for two weeks. He's often, you know, this trekking throughout the snow or whatever. Here's his cell phone number. Here's his, oh, that email address is wrong. He uses a new, one. like he couldn't have been nicer, right? So make those phone calls. That is the best way to go about finding the right person to pitch to then, The same rules apply, right? You've gotta have a great pitch. And remember that the Associated Press is evaluating their stories just like everybody else through their filter. Um, What is relevant to their audience? And in this case, it's the Associated Press thinking about their members who are subscribing to the information that they're putting out. So make sure that you drill down when you're talking to that AP uh, reporter Make sure you drill down on knowing what they're doing for their subscribing members um, who they're putting out information for. Um, you know, and sometimes it's the good old you know, three line bulletin that comes across the AP wire. And sometimes it's a, it's a deeper feature story that ends up in a print publication or on a website, um, but know what you're doing before you call them up. It also doesn't hurt. Uh, and I'll just put this under the you know, give it a shot category. Um, to call that reporter and say, hey, I'm thinking of pitching you this story. Do you have two minutes to help me make this a relevant story for you, um, to, help you to help give you the information that's gonna make this relevant uh, or, or, or a story that you think you could do? Um, you know, it's always worth a shot. Um, above all, treat them like a human being, understand their concerns, um, and, and give them relevant and actionable content. All right, our last question for this week. PR at its finest. And this caught my eye, and I really wanted to bring it up because I want to talk about something that this made me think of. Um, And so this is from Today I Learned. I think that's the name. Um, So uh, TIL, boy, I don't know what TIL is. I am very sorry. I I am SMH about TIL here. Uh, when Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs, whoever's ever been to Coney Island knows Nathan's Famous, first opened in 1916, the owner hired people to dress as doctors and eat hot dogs outside his shop to convince people his hot dogs were healthy. Now, true or not, let's just assume that that actually happened. Um, What this made me think of is the concept of the stunt, right? And I think that's what, uh, where the negative impression of PR people partially stems from. It also stems from this concept of spin, which is for all of us hardworking PR people is like nails on a chalkboard. Um, but the concept of the stunt, and I'll tell you that I am a fan of this of the stunt so long as the stunt is not harmful to other people. and I think in this case it, it kind of is it's, it's a disingenuous, right Hiring people to play doctors to eat a hot dog. Um, you know, it, it reminds me of the old cigarette campaigns. You know, four out of five doctors recommend Camels on the on the uh, Abbott and Costello show. Uh, but I digress. Um, stunts can be a lot of fun. They can be really effective. Um, I worked for Howard Rubenstein for eight years uh, in New York City. Um, w- the most wonderful mentor I've ever had. Um, and I will tell you that he was, in his day, uh, the master of the stunt. He, he did lots of stunts, lots of terrific stunts. He once floated uh, uh, a, an inflatable gorilla off the Empire State Building to celebrate the anniversary of the Empire State Building, you know, a King Kong kind of a thing. Um, going way, way back, um, he did stunts um, uh, with the group that would eventually come, the Association for a Better New York, Uh, in terms of uh, talking about cleaning up the streets and things like that. Um, The idea being is that a stunt, a well done stunt um, can be very effective, can garner lots of media attention. Um, The one thing, and I'm drawing on my my teachings from Howard uh, in being ethical, it can't be harmful. It can't be negative. It can't be mean spirited, right? Um, and, and certainly hiring doctors to eat a hot dog is, is exactly that, right? It's, it's, uh, it's disingenuous. Um, the more, I would say that you don't want to do stunts every day of the week. You certainly want to don't want to be known as the stunt guy, um, or the stunt girl in your profession. Um, but stunts can be a lot of fun uh, and they can end up being great photos and great videos. And we all know that in the world that we live in today, um, there are, there are folks on the desk, let's just say, who can't resist a good stunt. Um, so put your thinking caps on the next time you're trying to figure out a way to get your client's message across and see if, and there's, and there's nothing, quote unquote, nothing else going on. Um, see if you can vent yourself a stunt and then write us in and let us know. We want to hear about your stunts. In fact, we'll post this on the Facebook page uh, and we want to hear you chime in about your favorite stunts that you've ever done. All right. Well, that's it. Another episode in the books. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the show and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at The PR Podcast and send us a question or a comment. Our intro is by Christopher Apple. You can find him and his fantastic photography on Instagram at Christopher underscore A-P-P-O-L-D-T. Check him out there and hire him for all your photography needs. You can find me online at Jody Fisher on all the socials and online at JodyFisherPR.com. We'll see you next time on The PR Podcast.